safer route. Mm -hmm. I like the chew. I like a fatty piece of bacon. I understand. So what's your preferred? Honestly, I'll just eat it. Whatever. <laughs> I don't care that much. I knew, I've asked you like <laughs> six questions so far, and every answer has just been whatever's easiest. I don't. <laughs> I don't want to be a problem. Whatever, just whatever's it's closest, food. just I'm give just it to me. Eat it. <laughs> when we were talking at Square Root, you know, like two weeks ago or whatever, mm -hmm. when I was like, "We, I wish I had the stuff with me right now. I wish we had recorded." Mm -hmm. That was such a great conversation. I was so excited to fun. have you here. By the Thank way, you for having me. Welcome, Angela Sawyer. Yay. To dinner at your place. Um, that was so. I, I love talking to you just because you are uh, a staple in in Boston. Everyone in the scene knows you, loves you, respects you, looks up to you, all Thank that. Thank you. That's very kind. And you're good at comedy. And also, you're not intimidating to a per You're always you're very open arms. Very like, if you have a question or like, sure. if you're feeling... Why be a dick? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, it's the... I just am so happy to have you in this room right now in the chair. What are we eating? What are we having? We're having French toast and bacon. It's awesome. God damn we are. <laughs> God damn right we are. Breakfast for dinner. Mm. I'm gonna, and as I told you, my go-to is challah. I lived off challah bread French toast one summer mm -hmm. in, in college because mm -hmm. it's well, this four dollars. Yep. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. You can't go wrong with French toast any time of day. Man. Oh, and it's so good to just sit here. Um, so, the other week when we were talking, um, you lost 80 pounds. You look wonderful. Congratulations. Thank you. <clears throat> and I, I didn't eat all day so that I could have this. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm like... <laughs> that is another up. thing. To, we've had like people who have come over and have lost a ton of weight. They talk about this new diet. And then I'm like, here's a meal that contains probably about a half a stick of butter. I hope you're ready to have a cheat day. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> so I I was asking you, you know, what is a favorite meal from your childhood? And you were like, I don't really have one. This was, I had a weird, gro you know, growing up. I had a weird... mom who didn't know how to cook. Yeah, okay. And. Uh... Just you two? No, my dad, well, most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> My dad Let's get ostensibly into it. <laughs> lived there. <laughs> um, but she was just, she's, you know, uh, she's a reasonable lady for someone I don't like. <laughs> sure, okay. Um, uh, a lot of fending for yourself. She then. didn't cook well. Mm. Uh, she made a uh, chicken casserole. Everyone's which, got that casserole, like fastball. You know, it's something, everyone had a casserole. I think casserole that was just day. what was yeah. in magazines. Yep, I'm so old that like... This was in the mid seventies, so like, if you didn't, if you wanted to know how to be a housewife, you would just read a magazine. That's what they had a lot of those ready for you casserole to tell you what to do. Casserole and casseroles culture. were big. Yep. And her casseroles were so bad that my father, uh, when he did come around, nicknamed <clears throat> them Cack and Farkas. And as a little kid, I didn't catch on that that was yeah. like a he was just being a sarcastic jerk, you know. Farkas? Yeah, that was what he called them. Was it? So I thought that that was a dish. One. Okay, yeah. And two, he clearly didn't like it, so I wouldn't. I was afraid to eat it. Uh, I'm afraid to eat as a kid. That's a that's a good. 
good place to start with food. <laughs> <laughs> so I we had a big blowout several times because he was like, Kakenfarkas is on deck. And I was like, no, even though I had no idea what that meant. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever learn what Kakenfarkas, what, why he called it that? I have no it idea. Was... He was, I, nope, nope. Mo- huh. Like most things about my parents, I did not learn a thing. <laughs> there, we were a very dysfunctional family, so. So uh, are you. That, uh, things like that counted as like interaction. <laughs> <laughs> he talked to me. I didn't understand it, but. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's here and he said something. This guy said something. What happened here? Oh, seriously. I hate when I hate when Siri does this. Let me pour this cup of coffee for you. I think it's insane, by the way, that you're drinking coffee. Sorry, coffee is something I like a lot right now. Yeah. So when you said to the, uh, you know, French toast, bacon, coffee, mm-hmm. my first question, and I Thank felt you. Do, you don't want like cream or anything, or I'll take it if you have it. Ah, uh, yeah, we do. Hold on one second. So yeah, when you said um, coffee, I had the I asked you. I was like, "Do you drink that as a kid?" And the, the God no. <laughs> and I, I, I almost, in my brain, I was like, "No, that came off as if you're like, you can't have it if you didn't drink it as a kid." <laughs> but no, I just asked because the like the vision of you as like an eight year old with this stressful like parent situation in this house of just like I need my Joe. This is. <laughs> This the is the thing, only way I can get by. <laughs> the thing you need to know about me, the vision of me as a kid, is that I was roughly shaped like a tomato. <laughs> and and uh, I'm... Oh, almond milk. Holy shit. What a swanky affair this is. Yeah, that was the color and texture of me as a person when I was an eight-year-old. <laughs> I was a very weird kid, did not fit in well, looked like a tomato most of the time. You were um, the, sun, the, the always sunburned kid? Uh, yeah, I really was. I have a very, I, like, some people are like, oh, you have such an olive complexion. I don't. <laughs> Are you Mediterranean? No, I'm just sort of burned all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, nobody knows exactly. My, like, I'm my family is messed up enough that I don't actually know what their what my parents' technical ethnic no ethnicity way, really. was. You don't know where you hail from. I don't know that. You and ever I don't, spit in a tube? You don't want to. Nah. What am I going to find? Seventeen kinds of white. Like, <laughs> <laughs> who? Why do I need that information? <laughs> I mean, you technically don't if it is just going to be 17 kinds of white, but there could be the, you know, 2%. Yeah, that's still 17 kinds of white. (laughs) I know who Elizabeth Warren is. That's still 17 kinds of white. (laughs) Yeah, and then you start pulling that out and everyone's going to be like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, didn't fit in. We talked about how, now I'm remembering a little bit where you were telling me at Square Root similarly, like, didn't fit in kind of a weird kid weird home situation and i was like oh man food can be such a you know comforting thing Mm. it's it's like a great friend i bet like was that you know how did you feel and immediately you just looked at me you're like dana i just lost 80 pounds (laughs) (laughs) and i was like 
Dumb question. <laughs> food was a great friend for you. It was probably the best friend. It was a good coping mechanism. I think the TV was my best friend when I was a kid. I'm, I mean, and in, in combining the two, that's still my sure. favorite thing is like sure. after a hard, cu- like however long, couple, whatever, if I have a night, mm-hmm. Chinese, ordering Chinese food, mm-hmm. plopping down in that chair and watching a basketball game mm. is my favorite thing in the world to do. Mm-hmm. That's what I do for Christmas days now. Oh, like, nice. I'm, I'm done with the stressful stuff of it. Like my sister and I, we either we go to the Knicks game, yeah, and then after that, I'm watching basketball. And if we're not at the Knicks game, I'm doing basketball all day with too That's much awesome. Chinese, like eighty dollars worth of Chinese food for right. one person. Right. That lasts three days, and they yeah. bring you know they bring I eight, know those orders. They well. bring six forks, <laughs> and you're like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I've got this. Yeah, I won't need that. <laughs> yeah. What's the what's the most you can remember spending on a, a on to, takeout on a takeout order that made you think like oh geez have you reached triple digits Uh maybe maybe not I'm pretty I I've easily in the last five years spent sixty five bucks on takeout Yeah it, that's easy to do That's it's but real easy Have I ever hit triple digits I don't know if I have I think Christmas the like, Christmas basketball eighty five yeah. was my you know. I right. think I think with then you know tip deliver all like it's that's that when wouldn't. it came out to a hundred <laughs> yeah exactly yeah once you see the like deli- it, you come to the the number that you're okay with right that's the thing I think the honestly the thing that keeps me from getting the triple digits is that I'm also cheap <laughs> <laughs> so it's like my two worst qualities fight it out. And then I'm like, well, I can do this. <laughs> so did you just lean into the cheapness then to lose the weight? Honestly, I just weaponized laziness. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I, absolutely. Absolutely. I was like, okay. Weaponized if I, laziness. If I subscribe to a food service, that means I never have to cook anything because I'm also very bad at it. Well, well you didn't learn. And where, did you, where were you going to learn it from? I, 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 I had a, a Disney book as a kid that taught you how to bake a cake. That's the only cooking lessons I've ever had. <laughs> Is that cake recipe and just I, drilled into your brain too? Well, I, like... I got halfway through and then ate the raw cake dough and made myself ill. <laughs> unsuccessful <laughs> in, my, see, in my in my head this book was like you would read it before bed every night and be like good night mom i mean book sorry <laughs> that's what i'm uh, good night book mm-hmm. so it's just like this cake recipe is is the one thing you know how to make you so close to your heart and instead no you got halfway through and made yourself sick yeah 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 i didn't even finish it yeah so no recipes are in my brain <laughs> yeah i mean uh, again like you had no structure to say like yeah. Put the eggs here, then do this, then do that. So you no. had to figure it out on your own from this uh, book. Honestly, and like- as an adult, occasionally I would get roped into a situation where you had to make something mm-hmm. or like, you know, you've been your boss invited you to a potluck or like something where yeah, you, you yeah. can't go to the store and buy it. Yeah. And in those situations, I would have to spend that's where I would easily hit triple digits because I would have to like go to the store and buy pots and pans and buy silverware and buy dishes and buy like spoons. And then just showed up with half a baked cake and then like (laughs) here's dough for everyone. (laughs) (laughs) And then I wouldn't be able to read the recipe. So I learned in my 20s to Google recipes for children because those I could read. Wow. So and like instead of like teaspoons, it would, like what does the children's recipe say versus Like children's the- recipe will be like 
get the spoon that says one slash four. And I'd be like, okay, I got that. You know, whereas the adult recipe will say whisk. And then I'm like, what does that mean? Sliced spoon. Yeah. I'm just like, what? And, you know, and the adult recipe won't tell you how long to do something or like what what it's supposed to look like when you're done Mm. or anything. And I screw up because I, I don't know what it like well, yeah. I have no vibe for it. Like, oh my god, does this look right? Like, yeah, does this I smell no right? I don't Over the pandemic, I tried to get better at cooking, and I my goal was to get to the level of like a freshman boy in high school or college. <laughs> college. <laughs> so I set my sights high. I did not make it. <laughs> I did not succeed. I did have an experience where I would like, I would I would try something, and then I would show it to my roommate Shakir and be like. Do you think this is food? <laughs> and, and and a lot of times he would be like, no. <laughs> what did you what was the like freshman boy? What was the first thing you were like, this is what a freshman boy makes? What'd you try to prove? Grilled cheese. Okay. I, tr- I tried grilled cheese. And I eventually made a couple of grilled cheeses that were edible. And I even my the height of my powers was I managed to make a fried egg. And I was like very impressed with go. myself. I did not succeed at rice. <laughs> rice is so hard. That's what people keep telling rice me. They're like, rice is, is hard. Yeah. Don't. I tried grits from the box. Dude. Did not succeed. <laughs> I, I don't even, I fucking yeah. can't fuck around I was with like, grits. it comes in a box. Yeah. That couldn't be that. Nope. Not at all. Rice? Did not make something edible. I made a couch, basically. <laughs> <laughs> My mom, uh, when I went to college made a little recipe book you know she wrote out hand oh, wrote, yeah, so yeah, very sweet. sweet of a bunch of stuff that i ate you know growing up loved yeah. you know all that uh in, it's she it's like the proto version of this podcast yeah pretty much yeah and she she we talked about it a little bit she was a guest and she did radio in college it's like oh, a very full circle i love yeah. her it's she's the best so in the recipe book though she wrote out how to cook rice <laughs> see it's like three steps and like in the, there's a note that's like this is hard. Like, don't think that rice is one of the easier things. It's like a weird it's finesse timing. It's a, such a strange, strange thing that you look at. It's like in everything, in so many cultures, a rice dish is so prevalent. Right. It's very standard. And then you try it all. It's like, yeah, a freshman boy could cook rice. No nope, pots burned, ruined. See mm-hmm. ya. Fire alarms getting set off. The best off. rice <laughs> that I made was when I forgot to turn on the burner. <laughs> So I just soaked some rice in cold water for like an hour and then I heated it up and that worked. <laughs> Innovation. <laughs> Innovation meets hunger is That's soaked right. rice for Angela. <laughs> the grilled cheese, uh, just butter. Did so mm-hmm. much soft butter. Yeah. Cover that bread. Yeah. Somebody told me to try mayonnaise, and I don't think I ever managed to try I'm, it. Both my roommates, my I'm, roommates are like vegetarian and vegan, so I'm not going to bring mayonnaise. I've heard the mayo thing. thing too, and I don't. Mayo is. I get it. It's I've, too goopy. My stepmother made a too chocolate goopy. cake that had mayo in it, and it was what? great. Really? Yeah, it was very good. I mean, well, okay, so there's. When you hear. What do you think of cream cheese frosting? Like when that comes, to me though it does sound weird. And then you have it, it's in like carrot cake. It's you know, it, mm-hmm. it's in a bunch of stuff. It's good then, but some food like the names of foods just don't make sense to me. I think I have so little, like I can't see in. Like I can't put my hand in the puppet. I can't see in to the 
consequences of food so badly that like you could tell me, you know, like, uh, yeah, we're just going to cut up a block of cheese and leave it outside for three weeks. And then we're going to put it in this thing and then stir some mayonnaise. And I'd be like, OK, see, that's. <laughs> Also, though, you're a blank canvas, though, because if you do get into like trying to get better than just a freshman boy or like whatever, mm-hmm. you could just be you could find the new best flavor in the world because sure. you're so gung ho. You'd be like, yeah, peanut butter and mayo. Turns out <laughs> who knew? Right. You I get this nice creamy. It's like a little sour. It's thick. It's- I can I can think outside the box for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever do like a weird when you were on those sad kid nights, those lonely kid nights? What was the you know? Did you ever combine like a weird snack? My self-made kid snack was um, what I called a bologna sandwich, oh which is it's so disgusting. You take a single slice of Wonder Bread. Okay, this is a good start. Put a slice of bologna on it. It's fine. You put it on a paper towel. You put it in the microwave. Oh, this is where you lose. <laughs> <laughs> you put it in the microwave, and it turns into a disgusting mess. And then you pick it up with your hand and smoosh it into a ball. <laughs> <laughs> oh what? I just want to see your face. You made a, you, you, you turn it into a softball? Yeah. Yeah. You just, just said, turn it into a go. ball and then you eat it. <laughs> oh, it's just a little energy ball. It's, just, I'd... it's very gross because the bologna, like, if you put it in the microwave, a bunch of liquid comes out of yeah, it. Yeah, of course it's, it it's does. It's nasty. <laughs> Yeah. And that soaks all into your bread, and it just turns into this gross mess. <laughs> this might be the first time I, someone's gotten me to gag. That might be the first it's gag. Very nasty. Oh my god! And I, I tried tuna casserole, which has been an enemy of my whole life. I tried it. Didn't. This might be the first gag. Wow! Congratulations. Wow. Sorry. For a fistful of bologna. <laughs> yeah, that's. I like I, I said. Crying from laughing. <laughs> Like I said, oh. I don't have those skills. <laughs> I mean, and no one, I, mean, I was going to say, and no one said like, hey, that's not food, pal. No one noticed that I was eating that. <laughs> I was very, like, my the nicest thing that my parents did, honestly, is left me alone a lot. But from the time mm. that I was like five or six years old, they would leave me alone for a couple hours at a five shot. Five or six? Yeah. And by the time I was eight or nine... During the summer vacation, I was by myself in the house all day, every day. Just like ultimate just latchkey like, kid. We were just roommates, basically. Wow. So, and that was that was the nice thing. Like people are like, "Oh, that's neglectful," and they're Ooh. right. But that was nice. That's kind of what I was <laughs> like. Getting being at around them like... was much worse. <laughs> so like, I was very happy to have that. And like I said, the TV was my best friend. I watched TV like a crazy person when I was a kid. What was the show? I, it was all the shows. All I the watched shows TV and... from like 5.30 in the morning until 9 o'clock at night every day. Wow. I watched TV. <laughs> I mean, the, those are the friendly voices. Yeah. If, yeah. If the people... I, yeah. I distinctly remember when I was a kid uh, hearing the sound of the applause on The Tonight Show and having... Like when I was having a bad time when I was a teenager and yeah. I was like super... You know, having an existential crisis, you know, you're 15, you want to die every day. That as kind of teenagers thing. do, but yeah, also they, maybe, do. maybe a little more warranted for <laughs> the situation you found yourself Whatever. in. Everybody has a bad situation some of the time. So yeah. um, I remember hearing that sound. And when you hear it, when you're having a really hard time, that sound is so, it's very far away. 
and it's very it just seems like it's coming from another planet. Like you can't imagine a planet where people are like laughing at jokes, wow. laughing at the news yeah. it's a, and you hate it. You're, you're yeah, angry, you're at, angry them. at And I remember thinking if I ever get to a point in my life where that sound sounds good, I'll have made it. Like that's what I want. That's my goal. And now I do comedy and I make people make that sound. And so I, oh, I made it. I did great. That made you me know? so happy. Because yeah. I was just, how did you, like, when did that turn come then from like. Oh, it took a long time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very old. <laughs> when did you start doing stand up too? You've been doing it for, what, at least 10 years now, I've right? been doing it about 10 years. I started when I was 42. That's cool. That's also really cool because normally people and sad <laughs> no no normally, i was just saying, normally people are like oh you gotta start 19 18 20 right like, right right everyone's so obsessed about like when right. you started it's funny yes. no one cares no one cares how old you are everyone cares when you started yeah right so i started when i was 42 and uh you've been to open mics so you know that generally people who are over 30 and like start you know show up at the mic go up for the first time People expect bad things from those people. So and, it can be a and, little strange. And you get them. <laughs> you know, like, they deliver. <laughs> they do deliver those bad things. It's usually racist. And they deliver some real humdingers. Well, the, that doesn't even... That, let's not say that that's just an over 30 trait. That's an open mic trait. That's an open micer trait for sure. But, like, there's, this, there's a brand. There's, like, mm. a stereotype of the older you know, a new comic that yeah. is like, I feel that a lot because I'm older, because I'm the only sure, one over Sure, so you're 15, trying to like you know? avoid that. Right, so I feel that when I get on stage. Yeah. But um, but honestly, comedy is definitely like a thing that you, it's not that, you know, for the thing that I did from when I was 20 till I was, which I still do, is play experimental music. And they're not that different. Um Except experimental music is something no one likes or, or usually has heard of. Do so. people like comedy? <laughs> they way more, <laughs> way more, <laughs> so much more. Yes, experimental like that's to me when you say experimental music, and I was gonna be like, what is that? And if you were just be like, I experiment. To me, that's also me being like, oh, you have a fresh palate. You don't know taste combos you can just <laughs> you can do experimental music in the kitchen you can yeah you absolutely can it's the best way to explain experimental jazz is um it like it's a jack you know the jackson pollock painting yeah it's like that but Splat. sound okay just like uh, so it's all it's it's just about like the novelty of texture and it doesn't cool. it doesn't have rhythm necessarily yeah. And, uh, and it's, and no one has to like it. <laughs> I, I'm very aware that I like it and like four people in this town like it and nobody else does. And that's fine. Yeah. But then, so when you meet one of those four people, is that like an instant friendship though? Is sometimes. That like a, yeah. yeah. Sometimes. Or is it I like mean, the that's open the world that that's I, over 30? <laughs> you're uh, like, oh no, you're fucking weird. <laughs> that's the world that I lived in that was like the open mic community mm -hmm. for a long time. That was my... Island of Misfit Toys that I went to when I was 20. And um, and I still know all those people and like them. And that's what I, I just got back from Chicago. And I went right, there. Yeah. Uh, an experimental music place in Chicago flew me out to play a show there. That's why I no, went. Oh, that's awesome. And uh, I just put up the video today. I'm excited. Oh, I got to. Really oh, nicely. shit. I got to watch that after this. Now. What do you, um, I mean, is it, 
what instrument do you play? So <laughs> I play, I basically play a table full of garbage. Uh, <laughs> I play a mixer. Uh, I'll tell you, but it's because we're on a podcast. Otherwise I would just be like, don't even worry about it. <laughs> I mean, I would be curious even if we were not on it. Like- so it's, it's a mixer that's plugged back into itself rather than plugged into speakers. And then you plug it into speakers so it feeds back. It makes like the sound of a motorcycle starting. It goes... Oh, wow. Okay. Um, and then if you turn the knob too much, it'll go... <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. So, okay. And uh, and then I, I put that through tremolo pedals that are hard panned. I have two of them. So... That makes it, when you do that, that makes it, if you put two speakers out, you have stereo speakers, it'll make the sound pop back and forth between the two oh, stereo cool. speakers. Oh, cool. Okay. So you get this like, and it goes pop, 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 pop. pop. And then uh, I also play uh, hunting calls. So people <sighs> who shoot animals, they want to make the sound that attracts the animal that they want to shoot. And depending on the animal, that's either an injured animal or an animal that wants to have sex. <laughs> And so they make the, all these plastic toys that make those sounds, and I play those. <laughs> How? Okay. So it's like, pop, pop, pop. <laughs> I was going to say, injured animal versus wanting to have sex animal. How similar are the Real sounds? Real similar. <laughs> I can't imagine. I can, I can imagine it's a similar pitch. Very similar. <laughs> I can't tell them apart. So did you get into like, I mean, it's clear that's so much more involved than just like, I'm going to pick up a guitar and diddle my way through. Right. So So that's what I learned. Like, that's my cooking, basically. That's where I learned taste and learned how to like. Interesting. You know, and I was like, oh, a tiny dash of this rosemary makes it do this. You know, a tiny dash of this rosemary makes the goose come. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And sometimes you want the goose to run away. Was that your high school outlet then? Uh, I didn't have an outlet in high school. I didn't find it until, like, actually, I was grounded from the TV all through high school. I was grounded from everything in high school. I was a weirdo in high school. Um, How do they ground you from stuff if they didn't let you? Well, that's why they're fucked up. Yeah, okay, my bad. That's, yeah, that's a bad, yeah. The answer to that question (laughs) is why I'm like this. Well, incredibly well adjusted then for, it seems like you've done a lot of the work to be like, that's on them. I think a lot of it is, um, I mean, I had a really hard time in high school and I got down to a place where I was, I was close to needing to be institutionalized. You know, I was very fucked up. Yeah. And and having made it through that and I like got lucky and survived and like moved away and stuff. So I feel like once you go through things like that, it's the same thing that everybody who's ever had a trauma has a response. Like you survive and then you're like, oh, you can't hurt me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm invincible. (laughs) And then other things, you know, and then you live and you're like, oh, you can. (laughs) The other things hurt, too. (laughs) And then you have to, like, figure that out. But for me, records were a way of connecting to people and and learning how to play music and uh, cooking. But also, they were, you know, a good record. I'm sure, I, I don't know if this is true, but I would guess that a great recipe is like a pair of glasses that have a particular tint on them and you can look through anything at the world with them uh and a great meal is like the reward and also you can reverse engineer it to get the recipe you know 
And what? records are like that. Uh, a great record, you can di- you can like do a detective project and follow the clues and reverse engineer it and figure out the perspective of the person who made it. And then you can look at whatever you want with that perspective. And I basically did that to learn how to be a person. <laughs> That's how I learned. <laughs> the, rec- the records became I was your like, parents. And this your... guy, Brian Wilson from the Beach Boys, knows how to live. <laughs> and in some cases, I was wrong, but still, well, I learned. <laughs> he knows how to live. Oh, he shouldn't have been living with those young women. <laughs> that part's bad. Isn't it? Doesn't that part suck when you find a musician you love? Like, there's the, you know, my oh, Sky, people, Sky yeah. Dog book right there, the, the, you know, the story of Dwayne Allman. Mm-hmm. And there was, you know, I was loving every second of this book. And then there was one story about how they had a little studio in, I think, Alabama. Um, and the guy who is a, a record producer was talking about it was like, I didn't hang out there a lot. They were drinking, doing drugs, and they had young women there. I mean, young. Ugh. It was, it was that, it was That's that. for a, a, a Nashville studio person to say that is damning. <laughs> for the time, for the time it yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's to difficult. To specify again, hammer it home. I was like, oh no, this one yeah, really that's bad. sad. That that's was, a child. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh mate, they were, oh, they were 19 too, maybe. Oh, no, they no, weren't. No, they weren't. They were, <laughs> no, they were definitely 20s. 12. <laughs> oh. oh, I meant the guys were 19. That's yeah, totally. It was, yeah, that's bad. It was so sad. And I, and I you know, still, still got the page. Right, right, right. right. Yeah, that's the thing. Well, that's the good thing about the whole glasses metaphor that I was talking about earlier is that you get to see what you want. So you don't have yeah. to. You can clean the glasses, too. That's right. In your own way. That's right. You can be yeah. like, oh, not that part. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll buff that part out and not yeah. view the, the world through your lens how you did that 12-year-old girls are right, cool. Right, that right, part's right, not right, great, Brian right. Wilson fix, Allman. <laughs> you can fix your heroes a little. Not all the way, but a little. Yeah, isn't that such a. They're all bad eventually. That's the thing, I think. They all fall down at some point. That's how heroes just, work. Yeah, and it's just how hard they fall, I guess. Yeah. Because there's different... Sometimes ver- it's real I was going to say, there's rough. different versions of falling. That's true. You know, the, the, that, the, the Alabama hanging out with who you're hanging out with, uh, making music, I don't want to gloss over that that's that's a, yeah 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 that's not yeah. cool Dwayne yeah let's pick that out with a set of tweezers yeah, and get exactly. it out of here yeah, yeah. exactly <laughs> oh man um that's the record store is such like a, a fun I, I lost all my records I don't know it's such a sad thing but like it's a cool place to just get lost in for yeah. an hour and flip through and be like, oh, this is a weird. I always felt like records were because I it's I don't know if it's still as true as it used to be. But when I started collecting records, they were just all around, you know, and yeah. you could easily you could just go into a bunch of rooms around town where there were thousands upon thousands upon thousands. Of them. You know, like one room has 100,000 records. The next room has 50,000. And. When there's that many in a room, it's not curated for you. You have to figure, you have to interpret what you're seeing. What you're seeing is just raw dump of old stuff. And so you have to figure out like, 
what does this mean? Is this okay? You know? And, and like, I don't know. I talk a lot to, when I talk to people who know about experimental music, I'm always like, you guys are racist. (laughs) (laughs) Is that, is that in the, in the, the experimental music world? Uh, it's in the record collector world for sure. It's a racist, really? sexist world. It's, a, I mean, so it's comedy. Well, um, I, I knew that cause I'm in that world. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's the same. Uh, they all like, it's the world. So like yeah. <laughs> it has all That's, the bad things. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but the, one of the nice things about, uh, collecting records is that it teaches you some amount of critical thinking because, you have to figure out what is worth having and what isn't worth having. And that process of learning, like, what is worth it, what isn't worth it, little by little, if you do that enough, you define just by, like, being like, no to this, yes to this, no to this, yes to this. You you define by, you put together a circle of dots, you know? You put together a set of dots that turn into a circle that teaches you what beautiful stuff is, what good stuff is. And... You know, you get to talk to the other people who have their own ideas, and some of them have great ideas, and some of them are, have terrible some ideas. Some of them have racist ideas. <laughs> yeah, some of them are, are, have <laughs> real fucked up ideas also. But, uh, but you know, you get to find out. Yeah. And, uh, and the stuff is just there without anybody cleaning it up for you. Nobody's fixed it for you. Nobody's put it into an order. It's just around. And so you can really, it's like a cool way of doing you can do a little you know social anthropology you can do a little history you can do a little you know and you learn it's aesthetics you, it, you figure it out it's just a rabbit hole it's just, it, it's a rabbit hole it's a giant rabbit hole much like comedy and yeah and you can live you can go as far down that rabbit hole as you want and it seems like with the experimental music like you're tr- are you trying to like connect those tunnels of the rabbit holes well i think of it i think once you get involved in that stuff, you think of it as your, like, it's, it all seemed like one rabbit hole to me. Mm, okay. Like, I, when I was in my 20s, I was very interested in taking away whatever fences I might have in my head about art stuff, like, so that I wouldn't have any, you know, so that I could appreciate stuff on its own terms, Just appreciate whether book. or not it met its yeah. goals, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and figure out stuff that was hard to figure out. And so my, a lot of my favorite pieces of music or pieces of art or pieces of comedy are pieces that when you first encounter them, you're like, what the fuck is going on here? You know, where you just cannot figure it out and it makes no sense. And you're like, but I can tell that someone thought it made sense. What were they thinking? And you know? something there grabs you and you're like, yeah. I gotta figure this out. Yeah. And that's a big factor for me and stuff. A lot of the stuff that I like. And if, you know, have liked for a long time has that aspect. So it kind of seems like 20s is where you now came online. A little bit. Yeah. Like up until then, you were just kind of like existing because you had to and were told to. I was a very angry kid, (laughs) I think. Did you just have to wipe the slate clean at 20 or whatever age it was and say, like, I got to do maybe this my in some way. ways? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I moved out of the house when I was 17 and uh, it was mutual, but like no one helped me. I literally just like I just like 
came home. I came home one afternoon and my stepmother uh, had found that I was like taking stuff to the school so that I could move out. Okay. You know, and like hiding it so yeah, that I would so, be able to yeah. move out later. So she kicked me out on the spot. And so I went to stay with a friend and uh, I stayed at the debate teacher's house for a few months. And I got my first apartment with her help when I was like 18. That's awesome. And uh, I had some really bad apartments, you know, but I like figured it out. When, and I, what, 18 to 20 year old? To, right. You know, what, you know, yeah, that's not does? a good apartment. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then... I wanted to go to school because uh, I liked school because school for me, not everybody likes school, but school for me was the place that made sense when I was a kid. It was an you know? escape. School, yeah. It's, school yeah. was a place where like they told you what was going to happen and then it happened. And mm. I was like, ooh, fancy, you know. <laughs> Expectations. I was like, wow. <laughs> yeah. A structure. And then if, and then if, you, if people would <gasps> tell you what amazing. to do and then if you did it, they were like, great job. And I was like, Oh, wow. You know, so I loved school. And so I was like, I want to go to college. Sure. And I had a sense that uh, New England was a place where people were also angry. And that's, that's hard to explain. Like when you're a kid, you just kind of think things about places without really knowing why you think that. Yeah. Uh, but I turned out to be right. I came here and I felt at home for you the first on, time. You nailed that shit on the button. Yeah, I was I was dead right. <laughs> this is an angry place. That's and, what, I, and I was like, oh, this feels great. That's, that's, so, that's what I told my dad. You know, when I lived, first moved here for, you know, lived here for two, three, four weeks, something like that. He came down. We had breakfast. He goes, how's it going, buddy? And I said, it's okay. It's, um, you know, that feeling when you give someone a hug and they don't hug you back. <laughs> That's Boston. <laughs> That's that feeling where your arms are wrapped around someone. Theirs are at their side. Just like, don't touch me. Yeah. I don't want this. Yeah. I remember the joy. For me, it was a great joy coming to Boston and walking down the street and having a stranger pass me in the opposite direction and not even look at me. Not mm. smile, not acknowledge, nothing. And I was like, <gasps> you're from a small town where everyone knew I was it. from Denver. Den it's, okay. it's polite. Uh, sure. <laughs> Denver's a nice place. And uh, there, you know, it's the suburbs. Like everyone, everyone you see, everyone yeah. says hello. Yeah. Uh, and I loved it. I was like, you could just, Boston to me still is the town where like you could see your best friend, ignore them and no problem. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, <laughs> what a great place. Just give him a head nod and be like, I'll see you around. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you don't even have to do that. Nobody's going to get mad. They're just going to be like, whatever. He was in his thing. <laughs> you know? Man, so the Denver stroked, you know, to here to like at what, 17, you said? I moved to here when I was 20 in 1990. That's still cr like, again, though, just young of like, I'm wiping this slate. Like Ooh. whatever's happened has happened. I'm taking control and doing what I, was, I want to I do mean, now. I mean, I felt like I wanted to go to a place where, you know, I was interested in getting to a place where the Johnny Carson laughs were laughs. And I didn't know how to make that happen, but I knew I wanted to be far from where I was. So, so I got as far as I could without crossing the ocean and I found an angry place without and I was like, a passport. jackpot. <laughs> where can I be pissed off? Yeah. Yeah. Boston's a great city for that. Really and I, you know, it's also full of schools and I like school and uh, I went to school for philosophy and that's something that went very nicely here, you know, so it suited me very well. And I, I've always felt at home here. Philosophy, I feel like too, is a good, I, 
only took like you know i was an english major which is all which it's is close it's i was literally about to say it's a, a slight right hand turn yeah 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 away. i agree it is uh, the not. way i found what i i didn't find out that what i liked was called philosophy until i got to college i thought it was called people who read Ernest Hemingway <laughs> and then I got to college and I took an intro class and I was like oh it's a whole thing <laughs> I liked what I liked most about that stuff too it's it's funny what you liked about school was what drove me away from it was the rigid you know answers of like a science or a math it's like the formula is the formula yeah you have to find right the answer with the formula and that just put too much pressure on me i feel like i was like oh fuck i don't know the formula even sure. though i studied it for two weeks right oh, right, right 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 versus english where i was like oh you read ernest hemingway i didn't like ernest hemingway let's argue about it and Great. we could both be right yes you know? we could yes that's we could the, i mean i loved her that, that was just an example but no like, i understand that's exactly it's like answer it's just all up it's it's a fugazi it's yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. all up to interpretation yeah. as long as you make an argument that 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 holds you know yeah. that has its own internal clockwork or whatever yeah. then great you got it you I did it i wish i didn't have to uh spend so much of my parents money to learn that's what i liked <laughs> sure i mean i spent money that no one had <laughs> so i getcha <laughs> i'm 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 a hot white all my phone is like full of every news article about student loans <laughs> <laughs> yeah what well, i that's it's such a a little like hook that they keep dragging along of like oh oh oh, oh yanked it from you not yeah. this time bitch like it's so evil and also like what if you just don't i mean i haven't <laughs> and what's <laughs> you know, happened nothing so far that's yeah what you know and so that far, was nothing. what 20 years ago oh more than 25 yeah so forever fuck them yeah, Isn't so, it's it's garbage. It's all just made up. It is made up, for sure. Uh, I recommend not ever paying for college. Yeah, <laughs> heavily. <laughs> um, it's it's bullshit. Uh, Endor- endorse that for sure. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, all right, I have one final one, and this is what I've been ending with every time so far. Uh, this has been so nice. You asked me such nice questions. Oh, thanks. I appreciate that. This one's not nice. <laughs> okay. Uh, no legal or societal consequences. Okay. What animal would you want to eat? No, I don't know. Uh, I mean, there's no consequences. Yeah. No one. No one's gonna. You know. No. No judgment. No one's gonna right. say. Like, that's that's wrong. You can't have that animal because that's like such an interesting thing, right? Is yeah. why why can we eat why some is, of why them is and the, not others? Why of is them? the cow okay? Right. But you know, a dog. Is I mean, that's just vile. Versus, it's just tradition. Yeah. It has nothing to do with reality. It's right. Just exactly. Like, which is why it's just then, where the cows were a long time ago. Exactly. Which is why then in this room there we suspend the reality. Sure. And say which animal that you have not eaten, because people are like naughty naughty. <laughs> What are you going with? Uh, I mean, per our conversation, the answer has to be mom. <laughs> but of course, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> no one has said human yet. 
and I don't really want to do that. But, but like, it's a power move. But like, that's what our conversation is pointing to. So like, that's the correct answer for this moment. Um, but I, I don't know. I don't like I eat meat. I don't have a big issue about it, but I'm not yeah. like uh, I'm not like like there's not a list of things that I want to eat that people aren't eating. Okay, so let me... The list of things I want to eat is food that people are eating. (laughs) That's... Again, you haven't... (laughs) I'm a consistent person. (laughs) Whatever you put in front of me, I'll eat it. Are you eating this? I'll eat it too. Fuck it. So, again, for for me, I... From the start, have always said giraffe. I don't know why. Okay. Giraffe seems very interesting to me. Yeah. There's been horse, hippo. Uh Uh-huh. Someone... Someone did say dog, finally. Okay. Uh, so, again. So, what do you think is different about, like, is it, do you feel like there's a, like, a flavor profile that you yeah. would get from the giraffe from the dra- that you absolutely. cannot get? I just, I don't know why. I just think based on its size, yeah. there's no other, what, what else is a giraffe? Do you think... Let me ask you this. What's a this giraffe, is, this Angela? Is very inter- I don't know. But this is very interesting to me. So do you think that you could... Like, for somebody who has an excellent palate, such as yourself, which I do I not have. I... Um, do you think that people can tell by taste and be like, oh, this animal is this large. This animal is this geography. This a- Can you figure that out from the taste? I think... Do you think it's consistent enough? You can definitely tell the, like, leanness of an animal through okay. the taste of it. If, you know, you can definitely taste if something's really fatty. Or yeah, if, sure. Or if something is, like, more muscular and tough. Right. And that's why I'm intrigued by the giraffe because I feel like there's pockets on that animal that have both. Yeah. It is. It's a very lean creature at points, but yeah. then also it has like a nice little pouch on its belly. Sure, it's a little sure. chubby, but like the neck has to be so like strong, right? What is what does that neck taste like? Okay, you know that's what okay. it, it to me. It seems like it would be a like a in a variation of a filet mignon medallion. I don't know what that is, but okay, <laughs> it's, it's a type of steak. <laughs> <laughs> I could, I could. I'll say this. I'll, let me tell you this. When I picture the giraffe steak, I picture it with spots. <laughs> and I bet you don't. <laughs> I do not. You are correct about that. And I was just going to say, too, I bet... You could end up eating human and pe- someone could just be like, yes, this is a steak, Angela. Yeah, I wouldn't know. This is a cow. And you'd be like, mm, cow's great. I love yes. this. And meanwhile, <laughs> you are eating your mom. Yeah. I, you could feed me a lot of things and I'd just be like, hmm, seems fine. Yeah, I have, <sighs> I have a very undeveloped palate. Yeah, it's, you, it's very much a child's palate. And the list of things that you asked for, too. This was very fun. You said uh, it was first, it was hot dogs and mac, which is... Uh, I, you asked me, what did you want as a child? And that's... I, I remember declaring to God knows who uh, that I would eat hot dogs all the time once I grew up. It's 
I did the same thing as a child. Yeah, I think most children do. Hot dogs dogs were genius. Absolutely. And I remember loving Kraft Mac and Cheese. Kraft is great. And then I remember having it as an adult and being like, oh, this isn't as good as I thought it was. (laughs) And being very confused by that. That's where we differ (laughs) because as an adult now, I'm like, you were right. Oh, yeah. You were right, Danny. This was, you nailed this one. I probably made it badly. It's very possible that I made it wrong. It was hot dogs and mac, and then you said, or just a bowl of cereal. A bowl of cereal was what I wanted most when I was a kid, because I wasn't allowed to have sugary cereals. Mm. And so as soon as oh, I started so there were buying some my rules. own food. Oh, there were rules. Sure. Uh, uh, as soon as I was allowed to buy my own food, I was like, Captain Crunch, man. <laughs> And I love sugary cereals, and I don't eat them m- much these days. But uh, but sure, Captain sugary Crunch. cereals are a huge treat. Yeah, I was I was gonna ask is what's your go to then, and is it oh, Captain Crunch? It's it's uh, peanut butter Captain Crunch. Peanut butter Captain Crunch. I love Captain Crunch. I so see, yummy. I got the uh, Oops All Berries one. Oh yeah, they didn't invent that until I was like forty. <laughs> yeah, have you tried them? Yeah, it's good. Yeah, how how were uh, what color were your BMs at? Was it like a weird? Oh, blue. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'll turn your poop blue. Yeah, yeah. I was. Yeah. Not many foods do that. I was really concerned. <laughs> yeah, for, for like I know what you mean. For like five minutes, ten minutes, I was try- I was like, am I dying? That the first time that happens to you, you're like, what the fuck is going on and with was, me? Oh, and then wait, you're like, crushed. oh wait, I ate a blue food. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I I had half a box of blue cereal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I haven't tried. So once I had the scary moment of, oh, God, you're going to have poop Lou Gehrig's disease <laughs> from Captain Crunch. Just stick with your normal Captain Crunch. I don't sure. fuck around with the peanut butter one. I like the it? peanut butter one, but it's it's an acquired taste, I think. <laughs> Honestly, now I'm intrigued. <laughs> It's it doesn't have the like you know regular Captain Crunch one it cuts off your mouth which is oh, its yeah, own it's... like there's nothing this is what they say about uh, Skinner the psychologist mm. uh, invented this idea uh, with the Pavlovian dogs and stuff like there's nothing that makes you fall in love like inconsistency we all know this right <laughs> <laughs> Captain Crunch cuts up your mouth and gives you intense sugar and it's perfectly inconsistent it's a bad parent all the way around <laughs> and everyone loves it <laughs> nobody cannot love it my i was so you know how like dip chewing tobacco they have yeah, like yeah. the fiberglass and the nicotine cut right like, sure it cuts your lip up and that's not captain yeah, crunch is thing. just it's it's the dip for kids yes it cuts, absolutely it cuts the roof of your mouth absolutely. up and then that sugar just gets in there and then you are on cloud Nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes you feel good. It makes you so happy. It makes Holy you relaxed. You, pa- you, yeah. pa- you pack an upper. <laughs> oh, I've done that. <laughs> Walk. Totally. I, I need my Captain Crunch. <laughs> yeah, I'm from Colorado. They they do that there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, have you? Pa- have you? Are you, have you I've never done it, but uh, my uh, stepbrother, when I was a teenager, built a pyramid of uh, Kodiak cans yep. in the basement that <laughs> was like as long as the basement wall. <laughs> that is garbage. Yeah. yeah <laughs> yep. Um, love We've you. all been to Garbage Town. <laughs> I love you so much. You are this such was so a good fun. Friend. Thank you so much. Of course, uh, I want to make you steaks now. I want to like make you good food sure. that's not French toast oh, because you so deserve fun. it. I loved it. Um, is, I loved your French toast. It was great. You made good bacon. You made great French toast. And 
having said all the things I've said, you're like some compliment. But stop it. <laughs> but no. honestly, fantastic. Thank you. Uh, this, this guy poured me coffee in front of my face. How many men have done that? Come on. <laughs> ah, enough. I, I'm gonna stop it. Uh, square root is is it by is it every other? It's every other. It's the first, third, and then the fifth that there is one, which is so messy. First, third, and fifth, if there is one Thursday of the month at the square root in Roslindale. Yes. Uh, Before the pandemic, I ran four monthlies and two weeklies, and now I just have one (laughs) semi-regular. And that's what the pandemic is. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, so it was a, it was that's a changing the thing that landscape. didn't go away. Yeah. But it's a gr- I, I love that room so much. That room's great. It's, it's really very, fun. I get down on it because I'm I'm very aware of uh, where I stop having things in common with the audience that goes mm. there. And yeah, they're yeah. not totally my people. They they want to be, but they're not. But that's cool then, because then and they're nice. If you have something that hits, you know it. I hits, know it's though. yeah. Because exactly, they're very good for that. They're very good for that. They're people. my TV audience. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, I will put your Instagram handle as well. I'm so bad at remembering them, but I know this one because I love it. Down with pants. Yep, but no H. But no, down with pants, yes. Yes. Uh, just genuine, just don't like pants? Uh, it's, a, it's a button that I had when I was younger. Uh, I had a button that said down with pants on it. I thought it was a funny button. Uh, it, just recently when I went to Chicago, I went to the Button Museum. It was awesome. Well, I now big... hold on just a minute. The oh. Button Museum. Yeah, there's a Button Museum. What? Not like... Close your clothes buttons, like yeah. a pin button museum. Oh, okay. Uh, in Chicago, and uh, they have tons of great, like, political buttons from that are older and stuff. But oh, also, wow. like, there's a whole chunk. They divide it into sections, and there's yeah. a ch- there's a section called meta humor, <laughs> which I was like, about what? Button, buttons about buttons, buttons about buttons, and that's kind of, that's a version of what down with pants is. Yeah. You know what's crazy too is that if that's just like pin buttons, yeah, there probably is a buttons, button museum. Buttons, I'm sure about like pin. I don't know where it is, but I'm sure there's a there's clothing probably, buttons yeah, museum probably a, too. And I feel like they should combine forces how the they Dakotas probably, should as well. Yeah, of course, <laughs> of course they should. Alrighty, uh, I love you so much. You're the this best. This was so great. Thank you. All right, uh, follow Angela, follow the Instagram, and love you. Bye. Bye.